This is the Lead Well Podcast. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast, where we're talking all things leadership, talent, and culture. I'm your host, Missy Darden, and our special guest today is Operator Marlon Terrell of Linden FSR in Linden, New Jersey, and St. George's Ave FSR in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Marlon, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Missy. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. We're excited to have you on the podcast. And today's topic that we're excited to dive deeper into is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, But before we get into that topic, Marlon, I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your background and what brought you to Chick-fil-A. Yeah, so I uh, worked at Chick-fil-A in 1995 for Neil Brown out of Richardson, Texas. And so it was my first job. I had that job until 97 when I graduated high school, then went on uh, to the Naval Academy, uh, did about 15 years uh, active duty from there on submarines uh, for the Navy. And at the end of my time in the Navy, I decided I wanted to transition. I started a couple little businesses and uh, I got my master's degree in leadership education uh, in between there as well. And I just wanted to apply my technical skills Um, and my leadership skills in the world of business and was looking for opportunities and uh, ran into some friends that uh, brought up Chick-fil-A again and it came back to mind. And so I started really digging back into it, researching it, got the chance to reach out to Neil and get um, his feedback on um, on interest in in going that route. And yeah, and I applied around 2013. Uh, 2015 is when I moved my family from Maryland and open up our Woodbridge location. And then uh, we just opened up Linden March of last year. So coming up on a whole year now. So it's been fun. Wow. That's awesome. What a cool background. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, um, so let's just start out first with, if you could share a little bit more about your approach to diversity, equity, inclusion in your restaurant. And when you think through training and different conversations that you have with leaders and team members in your restaurant, how do you approach that? Yeah. So, I mean, we have very open and honest conversations about DEI. Um, the reason we, uh, the way we were able to get here is um, my wife happens to do this as her own business. She's a consultant in the DEI space. And um, I recognized that we were having some challenges just in that arena. And I personally had experience with it. It was um, when I was going through my uh, master's education around like 2010, I got the chance to teach DNI at the collegiate level. And uh, so I knew it was valuable. And I personally had that experience. And I brought that to my team for me personally, but I realized that I didn't really educate them on that journey. And, um, and then after everything happened in 2020 with COVID and uh, the stresses of that, and then uh, everything happened with George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, um, it really helped me realize that we were missing some things. And so, um, so yeah, so I brought my, I asked my wife, I said, Hey, you're teaching this uh, DNI information for some major corporations. So um, why don't you do some training for my team? And um, we can kind of use this uh, to help our leaders just improve. And so that really opened the door from, for some open, honest conversations about ourselves and who we are as leaders and as people and um, really gave us a new lens of awareness that um, I 
I've been really happy to see uh, the leadership changes in, in my team or in my leadership team and how they apply it. What other impacts have you seen on your leaders and on your team across your business? I think as an operator, one of uh, the things that we find to be um, very important to us is the FCR and our profit margins, right? And just the um, sanity of our team. And then also another thing is just how does our team feel as well? And like, um, are they happy to be in our business? And I feel like both has uh, been better. And I've seen the data to see that both are better since uh, we really lean into some DNI training. Profitability wise is we, um, when we did our training, um, we really saw uh, higher retention rates because my leaders uh, personally started to lead with more empathy and they became more patient, more accepting and more understanding of team members um, and uh, more, really more understanding about how they were perceived in their kind of power dynamic over team members. And so it helped them kind of step things down to be more on a team member's level when communicating and, and gave the team members more of a voice. So, so that, that's one of the major impacts was just, uh, and we know that once you have a high turnover, that creates chaos in the business because team members aren't as, um, as uh, well-trained and, um, and also it costs a lot to go out and find those team members and takes a lot of time. But then beyond that, um, just the energy when you walk into the business and the feedback that we get from the team members about their experience. Um, we always did an annual uh, 360 degree uh, team member feedback that we did on Google Forms. And um, it's been nice to see uh, Chick-fil-A bring out the team member engagement survey because we just we were just able to do that for the first time. Uh, so we'll get that data here soon. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. But just our Google surveys also provided just more positive feedback than it had in the past um, with our leadership team and their their thoughts and how they felt about our leadership team. So it's uh, it's been good on both fronts. Great. Thank you for sharing that. And just for some context to our listeners, what what do these trainings really look like high level? What what do your team members go through, your leaders go through? What does that look like? Uh, yeah, so it's uh, really ingrained in our entire uh, leadership process. Uh, first of all, it's just as a team member, when you join, we have the basic conversations about DNI, um, and we provide some data and content that's already provided from Chick-fil-A about uh, like a, a guest facing uh, or DNI and like hospitality lens. And so that's just the conversations about, you know, how guests feel um, based on their backgrounds when they come into the restaurant. And then by being a team member, um, we also found that it was really important to not just have a, a, a hospitality and guest facing DNI lens, but also have that internal um, team member uh, DNI uh, lens as well. And so that's why and where we uh, made it part of our LDP uh, training process. So about uh, two to three times a year, we'll do LDP uh, training for leaders that are promoting, that are moving up. And uh, so they get the chance, if they're going into the team leader role or, or shift leader role, they get the chance to experience it as well. And so um, we start having higher level conversations about how 
they see themselves and how their power dynamics will shift from being a, a team member to a team leader. And, um, and we get the chance to have really good conversations around that. And then uh, if you're going to go to director level, it's more one-on-one conversations with myself that we'll have um, about DNI. It's kind of part of that promotion process to become a director. Uh, and then the, once you are a director on an annual basis, um, we're trying to do uh, commit to an annual DNI training session that uh, just because we might have new directors on the team. And it's important for um, them to have those conversations with the director team about themselves and where they stand, because then it helps uh, our directors really understand our new director leadership better as well. Do you have any sort of system around um, your team members and leaders holding each other accountable as it relates to DE&I? Yeah, we do. Like every month on my team, my leaders, my director, we have a director meeting. Uh, a huge director meeting monthly where I take the directors from both um, both teams and we do this. Um, we have a conversation. We call it Top Talk. It's the operator talent and leadership knowledge conversation. And it's like a, a six-hour <laughs> operations <laughs> brief or uh, presentation, if you will, about just the, the overall health of the business. Um, mm-hmm. And we go through all the data. And part of that is team members. And mm-hmm. so um, my directors are required to bring a minimum of two team members to the table every month that we should be uh, promoting or giving another opportunity. But we also have a conversation about people that may not be performing. And so that gives us the chance to lean into why they aren't performing. What are we personally doing? What, uh, who are they? What, what's their background? Um, who can we put in front of them that can motivate them, that they may connect with better, um, that really can empathize with them based on who they naturally are. But then if they are performing, then we're talking about um, holding one another accountable. And now we have to put them into another pool to say, hey, okay, all right, two weeks, they need to maybe have a drive-through exam or um, have a one-on-one session with someone. And, And so we come back and get feedback the next month on how we've tracked with those individual team members. Um, so, yeah, so we, we have those conversations and I think that um, really helps with just moving, uh, you know, having those uh, one-on-one conversations about people. But if it's a performance issue, we have, you know, real conversations about like um, if when it comes to where they're from, you know, are they from another country or culture? And and do we have a leader that they really feel like they can be open and honest with? For example, uh, my Linden restaurant, and both restaurants are kind of like this, but my Linden uh, in particular, it's a heavy Haitian population. And so we looked around and we said, hey, we got to look at our leader te- leadership team and recognize like um, if we don't have anyone of Haitian descent or someone that can uh, speak French or Creole on our leadership team, then we need to pay special and close attention to those team members and and realize, like, are we missing something within them? Like, do they have an interest to learn English to where they can communicate with the entire team? Do they have uh, some unique talents that can give them opportunities to do more in the business uh, so they can promote through the chain and be those people on our team. Um, or if we interview someone and they happen to be of Haitian uh, descent, 
and speak language, both languages, um, do they have a unique background that um, that means they can lead? Because do we need to kind of move them forward through the process? Because if you know, if thirty percent of my kitchen speaks Creole and French, um, I, I want to hear their voice. I want to hear their concerns, and I want them to have someone that they're absolutely comfortable and confident sharing that voice and those concerns with um, when they can't share it to other English speaking team members. And that's the same with my Spanish speaking team members uh, from uh, different backgrounds as well. And and so we have a strong Spanish uh, speaking leadership team as well because of that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and so with that, I mean, you mentioned a couple of different languages in French and Spanish. Do you offer your trainings and resources in different languages or do you rely on those leaders to sort of bridge that language gap that can speak those specific languages? Um, yes. Yeah, so we will provide training uh, in both languages. We provide our exams in both languages. The one thing, well, English and Spanish um, right now, um, we haven't provided those uh, exams or uh, conversations in um, in other languages like Creole French, but we do pull them aside and make sure they get that information like that because if they can't read the emails or something along those lines. So we do our best to make sure that um, we are considerate of that uh, unique community situation in the restaurant. That's really helpful. Um, I know I'd be intimidated to take any sort of exam or read an email that I couldn't understand. Right. So I think that's great that you go that extra mile to ensure that they even understand the communications that are being sent out. Yes. Um, so I think my last and final question for you that we like to ask operators on the podcast is, what is one piece of advice that you would share with operators today about next steps as it relates to DE&I? Yeah, I would say first, just uh, know that we aren't, that's not our profession. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's a lot of sensitive information so um, it, to share and to talk about, and it's very difficult to have those conversations uh, so reach out to a professional, um, reach out to, you know, even if it's uh, Chick-fil-A's, um, just the support center and um, just figure out like who you can get to help you in the, on that journey. I know for me personally, like I said, my wife, uh, she's uh, done it for us. She's done it for other operators, but just in general, like find someone that's a professional if you want to start having those conversations and and check like the diversity health of your business. Um, so I would say the first piece of advice is just don't go in it alone and think that um, you can have these conversations, understand and be okay with giving that over to someone else to, to lead your team through. Um, and then also uh, um, I would, you know, just advise operators to just always be aware of um, all the unique personalities and backgrounds and um, even social and economic backgrounds that are in your restaurant. You know, for um, for us, we had some leaders that were college graduates trying to be operators. They, they came from the outside. They are, they were coming from a, a middle-class socioeconomic background. And so even if they're the, they were the same race, they still really didn't understand um, kind of the lower socioeconomic challenges and how certain terms and languages can, language can throw uh, people from different backgrounds off. Uh, and so, you know, just know that uh, diversity is in so many ways. And so 
Uh, it comes in so many ways. So I would say, you know, um, even if you don't think it's something that's for you, I would, I would say, um, I would just really advise you really think hard about how different everyone is and it's worth having those conversations. So, uh, if you can reach out to someone, please do. I appreciate your encouragement just to operators of, um, seeking a professional. I know a lot of operators feel like they wear a ton of hats. I'm sure you feel that way. I think that's great encouragement to operators. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you, Marlon, and that will do it for today's episode. If you're looking to find, develop, and launch top talent, Leadwell is a resource with articles, videos, podcasts, and other Chick-fil-A operator and third-party expert curated content. If you got questions or want to hear about a specific topic on the podcast, let us know at leadwell at chickfilacom I'm Missy Darden, and thank you for listening to the Leadwell Podcast. Leadwell shares leadership, talent, and culture resources, ideas and tools from franchised operators and third-party experts to inspire franchised operators and their teams to find, develop, and launch top talent. As independent franchisees, Chick-fil-A operators solely determine the employment, leadership, and management practices in their businesses.